What's going on you guys? How's it going? Uh, my name is Trevor Wicken. <laughs> if you guys are brand new to the MS Gym, I just want to let you, uh, or I just want to welcome you to Motivation Monday. Uh, this is a super important feature of the MS Gym where we go over some really important training, some really important discussions, and some really important ideas to help you with your mindset uh, as you live your MS life. Because let's face it, like the MS life is oftentimes very difficult. Um, so the title of today, or and, and we're here to help, <laughs> but the title of today, uh, You're Not Alone Anymore, is something that I get super emotional about. I get very uh, passionate about because you feeling like you have a home and you have a community and you have a coach, and you have a plan, and you have other people and a support community around you is one of the most important things in my life. One of the most important things of why, the most important reasons of why the MS Gym is in existence. So, Let's just dive into this, man. I was kind of toying around. I'm like, you know, should I tell a little anecdote from this weekend or whatever else? Like, you know, this weekend was uh, was was Misty's cousin's wedding, right? And it was a cool weekend. It was a bunch of family stuff and all this kind of deal. And, uh, you know, I really did. I really did, like, sit. I love weddings. <laughs> I just love them. Because it's cool. Because everybody kind of comes together and they celebrate. And, and people come in from all different seasons in their life right some people are coming in flying high rocking lot rocking high like their world their world's happy some people are coming in and they're struggling either financially or physically or you know you know mentally or relationship wise or whatever else it is but when you come together for family events and there's an occasion to celebrate and it, like it just kind of gives people relief from their burdens for a sec um and, and, and during the event, oftentimes people are reminded about what's important and who is important. And that really happened to me this weekend while I was watching my little girls just dance like crazy. Like they're, they're the two of the most preciously beautiful beings on this planet. And then dancing with Misty this weekend, uh, just us just letting go of everything and just being with each other was fantastic. And as I sat, you know, I went hard, man. I went hard <laughs> dancing. I went hard dancing. And I was a little sweaty and I was getting my workout dance on. And as I sat back, oftentimes I kind of sat by myself a lot while everybody else was kind of hanging out and just kind of observed. And I, I looked at family and I looked at Misty's family and I really respect her family because no matter what they've gone through, no matter what conflicts they've had with themselves, or each other, or whatever else is going on, they always come together and they just, they're just a unit, they're a team. And it doesn't matter where they came from and what's going on, it's kinda like when we all get together, like everybody lets their, their junk go and we all just get in and we just celebrate. And a lot of times, like that is how I feel about the MS Gym. And especially the members corner because they get to post things up and they're in there celebrating with each other and struggling with each other and giving each other uh, help. And that is why I want you to know that you're not alone anymore. Because let's face it, you guys, like everybody in this life goes through periods of loneliness and isolation. 
To me, loneliness, uh, when, you, when you think about it, I'm just lonely, right? Oftentimes you get this picture of being alone, walking alone, sitting in the corner eating your lunch alone, um, or like you're, you don't have that many friends, or you don't have a lot of people around you, or you're living by yourself, or you're out in some rural area or some foreign country where there's not a lot of people around, or maybe you live in a big city and there's a ton of people around, but yet you feel so alone. Then you got the word isolation. Isolation is where you, I, I, in my opinion, I mean, in my thought, when I think about ice, I feel isolated, I feel alienated. That basically means that you, like where you once were and what was once your home, you are now outside of that. What was once your reality and what was once familiar to you is now not familiar. Root word, family, familiar. It's familiar. You've been there before. And the problem with MS and where I get so extremely passionate about is that because of MS, you've made, you've been, you've been forced by other people's lack of empathy, care, understanding, and love. You've been, you've been isolated, you've been alienated, and you've made to feel alone because of your condition. Because real honestly, as you go throughout life, you can feel lonely and isolated a lot. And I, I've seen it happen in two different ways. Like I mentioned before, there's the loneliness of being alone. And that's always scary, right? I, there's many people in the MS gym right now that are, uh, you know, they're in their 50s, they're in their 60s, something like that. They live alone, like either their spouse died or their spouse took off. or And then their children are typically grown and they have their own lives or they took off, which, which both cases, it can be very frustrating, it can be very sad, and it can be very alone. And the problem is, is that when you're alone and you don't have a lot of people around you supporting you, then that is where the lies, the voices in your head that tell you the lies, that try to make you feel discouraged, that try to make you feel hopeless, that try to make you feel like, how the heck are you ever gonna get out of this? You don't have anyone, no one cares, what's the point? You could die in this apartment right now and no one would find you for three days. Like, what's the point? Why don't you just give up? Like, what are you fighting for? Because a lot of times when we talk about our why, we, it involves people. It involves a spouse or a kid or a friend or a community group that you want to help. And so that's a why. And it's often people-based. But then you got the why that Misty talked about a couple weeks ago that doesn't involve anyone because you may not have anyone. That why is yourself. And I'll come back to that. Now there's another group, and there's another, I don't know about a group, but another situation where you could have what appears to be a loving family, a big friend group, a big social network, a job, a church, an organization, whatever it might be. You're around people all the time, yet you feel completely alone. You feel like nobody understands you. You feel like that because you have MS, people look at you like you are broken, like you are weak, like you are a charity case, like you're a pity case. Like they're like, oh, how's it going? Oh, well, you know, keep your chin up. Or, oh, you do, you do, uh, you do, you do know, like it, it is a progressive disease. So, you know, uh, you know. You get the cliche things like, well, you're never given more than you can handle, 
or <clears throat> there's a reason for everything, or, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and you're like, or, or this one, this is the best one, you don't really look that bad, you don't look that sick, and you kind of just want to be like, I want to give you, I want to let you live in my body for the day. And you can't really be mad at those people because they don't really know. But at the same point, you get frustrated because you, they don't really come out and ask you how you're doing. They don't really come out and ask you how you're feeling. They don't really come out and ask you and sit you down and be like, in order for me to be with you, I need to understand you. And I want to know what's going on with you because I want to be there for you. Like that to me is a true friend. And I'm going to get real, uh, hopefully I don't lose it, because <laughs> this is a super emotional topic for me. Um, I've had periods in my life where I felt so alone, it's scary. I've lived in the shadows. I've sat in the corners. I've hid under my covers. I've walked by myself. And I, I had no reason to feel alone, but yet I did. Like I had an awesome childhood. I had, have you guys have heard, I've had awesome, I have awesome parents and I grew up in a home where I knew that I could walk in the door and I was safe. But the minute that I got outside that door, I didn't feel safe. I was bullied as a little kid for being overweight. I mean, cause I was a big kid. I was a tall kid. I played offensive linemen for three years before they figured out that I could actually catch and tackle, right? But I was bullied oh, to the depths that anybody could be bullied. Like the things that were said to me, the, the, or the, the verbal assaults, the physical assaults, the spiritual assaults, the social assaults made me feel like I was nothing, made me feel completely rejected, made me feel completely unworthy of being loved, and, and caused me to seek out anything that would give me an identity and anything that would give me <clears throat> worth. So while it looked like, because I was a 4.0 kid, I was captain of sports teams, <clears throat> I had an awesome family, I had present parents, I was in good schools, I grew up, fortunately I was blessed to grow up in a very nice community in a nice place. Like I didn't have the typical story of struggle where you feel isolated and alone. But what I had is I had people tell me I was nothing. I had people tell me that because of physically what I looked like, that I wasn't worth spitting on. I was beat up. I was verbally assaulted. I was made fun of. <clears throat> I was left by my friends. Uh, I, 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 I could just go on and on. And then as I grew up, same thing happened. By me wanting to be who I am, and by me speaking my voice, and by me being Trevor, initially I had a bunch of people come in and want to be my friend and hang out with me and all this kind of stuff. And then when conflict happened, I did this. Where is everybody? Where, where are they going? What's going on? For some reason in my life, like I, I have always been there for people, but then when they, when I need them, when I'm struggling, when Trevor, the leader who I typically become, is just who I am. I take charge of stuff. When I'm struggling, no one knows how to relate to me. 
Case in point, when my dad died, I was actually one of the found, I, I actually helped one of my buddies start a church. Like I was on the leadership board to organize a church to get it going because I have, I, I just, I've studied leadership for so long. I just get it. I'm really good at leading teams. I'm really good at putting people together. I'm really good about finding people's strengths and putting them in the right boxes and then going. So I was always there for people as they struggled. I was always there for people as they went through and I cared for them. I was with them. I cried with them. I prayed with them. I, I, I went to their house. I bought them coffee. I brought them dinners. Like that's who I am. But then my dad died unexpectedly. Like literally I was on the way to my training session on a Saturday morning, living high because I just started dating Misty. We've literally been dating for like three weeks. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm falling in love with this girl. And I get a phone call from the police department up in the mountains in Colorado being like, hello, this is Officer Casey. Uh, is this Trevor Wicken? Yes. Um, sir, I'm sorry to inform you that your father passed away last night. So my safety and security, gone. My mom, her safety and security, gone. My brother's gone. Like everything, gone. And guess what? Over the next month or two, while I was trying to grieve, mourn, still have a job, try to like have a relationship with this new awesome girl that I'm with, guess what happened to all my Christian friends? They're out. They left. My struggle and my ailment and my season in my life that this like catastrophic thing, my heart condition, scattered them. I was alone. I was alone. All these people that were supposed to be there for me, the one person that was there for me was my, was, was my wife. Now, was Misty. She was it. She was it. Everybody left. So I say that to you because here's the thing, you guys, is like with MS, people do not, oftentimes, and it's not their fault, but people do not oftentimes know how to be with you when all of a sudden you have this chronic condition. Or they don't know how to be with you and just treat you as a person when they look at you and your legs don't work right and you're on a crutch or you're in a wheelie walker or you have a bladder problem, maybe you have an accident in front of them, maybe you fall down, maybe you have a bad day, maybe you're in an event and you need to call, you need to call it and go home. It creates this sense of, of uneasiness in people that is really, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't get it because I'm not built that way. If someone's in having a hard time, I'm like there. I'm like, what do you need? If a kid's getting bullied at school, I'm like, dude, come sit with me. Because by the time I was in high school, you guys, junior high was where I got absolutely assaulted. But in high school, I became super jock. I was captain of everything. I was student, council, government, Golden Key Honor Society president. president. Like, I took all the kids that were sitting in the sidelines. I'm like, dude, come sit with us. It's all good. I took the kids that were rejected by society and said, come here. I took the special needs kids and if they were getting picked on, boom, you got an elbow in the back of your head for picking on someone less than you. So when I hear of your medical providers and the media and support groups and society at large 
telling you that because you're having trouble walking, because you're having trouble with your bladder, because you're having trouble cognitively, because you have mood swings and you're irrational sometimes and you have, you're, you're depressed, because you have good days and everybody thinks you're doing great and then your bad days you feel like you're an inconvenience to someone, when I hear of that, I get really angry. I think, I, I think you guys all expected me to go up. I get really angry and I get really quiet. Because I'm just telling you right now, like it is not okay that you have been made to feel less than. It is not okay that you've been rejected by the people that are the experts that are supposed to take care of you. It is not okay that you put your trust in someone and yet they've abandoned you because it's like, well, you've reached the end of the rope. Like, there's not much more I can do with you. It's not okay that someone created a condition that I will only help you if dot, 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 fill in the blank. Conditional love, conditional healing, conditional care, conditional attention, conditional assistance, conditional coaching does not exist in my world. There are no conditions. The only condition that I have from you as your coach is that you show up, you be vulnerable, you ask for help, and you say, I need, I need someone. I just, someone. I just want someone to care. I just want someone to actually think I'm worth putting time into. I want someone that when something doesn't work the first time, thinks of a different route. I'm someone, I want someone that, that, that will be there with me when all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing well, doing well, doing well, doing well, and everybody thinks I'm doing better, and then I crash and have a relapse. Crash and have a flare-up. Crash and have an, a bowel accident. Crash and go through a bout of depression. Crash and, and, and go into this like hermit mode where I don't think I can make it out. Because I, I, want, I want someone who it's not inconvenient for them when, I'm, when things aren't going as it's supposed to. It's not inconvenient for them when I have a bad day. It's not inconvenient for them when three weeks ago I was cloud nine and I was the example of victory in a support group like the MS Gym and then a month later I'm like down in the darkest valley that I've been in. And they walk and I'm alone again. Not in this house, you guys. Not in this house. Like, I know, <laughs> I know what it feels like to be rejected. I know what it feels like to be alone. I know what it feels like to literally like be like improving in your health condition from MS or whatever chronic condition you have and having to exaggerate how bad you feel because if you start to show any sign of getting better, all of a sudden they're like, see, I told you so. You're not that bad. See, I told you so. Like, you just needed to suck it up. Like, I'll literally, because of like celiac and Lyme disease, I had to exaggerate how bad I was so that people would actually take it seriously that you can't just accidentally put wheat in something or you will kill me. I get it. 
I get it when people look at you and you're like, dude, I'm not feeling well today. Like, I'm just depressed. I'm having a bad day. And they look at me, Mr. Fitness guy, and they're like, you don't look like you're sick. You don't, like, seriously? Like, man up, dude. Like, work out harder. Like, do something. Don't you know how to heal yourself? Don't you know how to do this? Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? I get it. I get what it feels like to be going through a struggle and have someone literally walk out on your life. I'm going to be real, real, real honest with you guys right now. Misty is my second marriage. My first wife decided that me trying to figure out, I was trying to find you guys. I was in the process of constantly digging and researching and trying to find you guys and find a way to get online to find you guys. And she didn't want to deal with it. It was inconvenient for her life. So I came home one day, same year my dad died. And my entire house was cleared out with a note with her father divorcing me. Whole house cleared out. Literally, my dog was sitting there with a bag and like a pillow. The whole house was gone. No explanation from her. Never talked to her about it. She just upped and peaced. So I know what it's like to feel betrayal. I know what it's like to feel rejection. I know what it's like to have the person that you thought you were supposed to love and they, they were supposed to love you and you were supposed to love them forever walk because your struggle was inconvenient for their life. And you know what I call those people? They're cowards. They're weak cowards that don't deserve you. They don't deserve you. Because you are strong, you are awesome, you, need, you are getting up in the morning fighting. You're not laying in your bed like, poor me, this sucks, I just want to end this. Maybe you have thought that, but you're still breathing because you're watching me. Every day that you give up, every day that you get up, is a statement saying, I won't give up, MS Jim. You guys, like I told you, are my heroes. You guys are champions. You guys deserve to have everybody who ever comes into contact with you pour into you, invest in you, educate you, equip you, encourage you, and find a solution. It may be a long road. MS didn't happen overnight, and you're not going to get out of it overnight. It may be a long road. But that's the beauty of the MS gym. Because we're online... Because I don't have to take notes and submit them to insurance. Because I don't have to take notes and I have 22 other clients waiting. I get to be with you as long as this takes. It could, you could have your first small victory in a week. Cool. You could have your first small victory in a month. Cool. It could take you three months to wiggle your toes. Awesome. It could take you six months to stand up out of a chair. That's fantastic. It could take you a year to take three steps. But guess what? Like I said, those three steps, once you get them, turn into 30 real quick. And then they turn into 300. Do you realize in here, you guys, in the MS gym alone, like there were people that could barely walk 300 steps and now they're at like 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 steps a day. We have people in here who are once in chairs that, that, that are now walking like crazy. We have people who are barely kind of walking actually have run. 
But here's the thing, like I am in this for the long haul with you. I will not give up on you. The only person that can give up on you is you because I'm going to sit here and stay with you. Virtually, I will be at your bedside while you're going through stuff with the rest of my leadership team and my moderators and the rest of the MS gym just being here. And that's the thing that is so powerful about this community. Yes, the exercise programs are fantastic and they get results. Yes, I am an expert in my field and there is nobody on this freaking planet who can, that can tell me that what we're not doing is the right thing because of all the victories in here. I am a neuroplastic expert. I am a neuromuscular movement expert. I am a medical fitness expert. I am a biomechanical expert. But so what? It doesn't mean crap unless you get up and you actually use what I'm teaching you. But just know that. I'm the expert. I created the programs for you. If you use them, there's a high chance you will get results. But here's the powerful part. You have a community here. You have a family here. You have a home here. And when I was creating the MS Gym, it wasn't all about just, I want to put out all these exercises out to show people how smart I am. It was, I want to create a community that has the common theme and the common vehicle of doing exercise. But as a community, they love, welcome, accept, encourage, equip, empower, and give hope to each other. And that's what you have here. Like you, you are not alone anymore. Like you, you don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel isolated. You don't have to be by yourself. Yes, there's not someone physically sitting, my belt's all messed up. There's not someone physically sitting in the room with you, but I tell you what, like when I get on camera with you guys, when I see you guys on videos, when I see you guys, when I pop into certain groups and I see your faces, you are that much more real to me. Even when I see your little Facebook deals up here like Jillian's on, Cheryl's on, what's up? When I see those little faces, like you become real to me. Lily's up in my corner up here. Who else is up there? Karen's up in my corner up here. Like you guys become real to me. When I see you in the members corner, you become real. When you're on Facebook, you become real. Like there's a physical barrier between us, which is distance and time. But guess what? The power of the internet shrinks all that because we can be together in real time at any point. You have someone in the members corner and in the MS gym with you like 24-7 because we're global. How cool is that? So I just want to let you guys know today, I know some of you, this message is going to reach someone out there that is feeling super alone right now. You could be in an apartment by yourself. You could be in a car by yourself. You could be in a hospital bed by yourself. You could be in the middle of a family function watching this feeling by yourself. You could be going to a birthday party that's all about you in two hours and still be feeling by yourself. That's one of the worst things I think that you can go through as a human being is sitting in the presence of, of family and friends and the, the people that are supposed to be with you and yet feeling like nobody understands you. Nobody really has sat down to ask about you. Nobody's checking in on you and nobody really is like walking alongside you. And it may not be their fault, you guys. Like don't go out and get mad and get in fights, <laughs> get arguments and fights tonight, but they may just not know. 
like some people are very like when they see someone going through a chronic condition or in severe pain or going through cancer or going through MS or going through uh, Parkinson's or whatever it might be, it makes them very aware of their own mortality. It makes them very aware that this could happen to them. It makes them very aware of, of, of what could happen to them. And then on the other hand, unfortunately, it causes a lot of resentment. They can look at you and be like, well, the wife, the wife that I married isn't, I don't have her anymore. The mom that I thought that was going to be active with me, she's now in a chair. Like the friend that I used to hang out with, like all they talk about is the MS gym and how awesome it is, right? And unfortunately, like that is human nature. So I ask you and I, I, I encourage you to forgive them of that. Forgive them for they do not know what they do. But I need you to also realize that you need to forgive yourself. The loneliest place you can be is the loneliness inside your head and the emptiness inside your heart. MS is not your fault. You are not a burden. You didn't do this to yourself. You didn't deserve this. It doesn't matter what you did in your past or if you were unhealthy, if you worked too much, if you were a jerk to someone, whatever it is, that did not warrant the sentence that you've been given of MS. That did not put you in the prison that you are currently in. You need to release yourself of feeling like this was your fault, of feeling like that you're a burden on someone, on feeling like you're an inconvenience to people, on feeling like you are the one that spoils all the good times, or feeling like you are the weight in someone else's vest or on someone else's back. I tell you what, if someone said that they will be with you forever and love you forever, cherish you forever, and then they bounce on you, they don't even deserve to share the same air with you. They just don't. And you can, I can, you, you guys can, you guys can, we can get into debates on that all day long. And I'm, it sounds like I'm unforgiving and this and that. I, I am totally forgiving. I forgive people all the time, but I don't forget. I don't forget what they do, but I forget what they do because holding on to a grudge and holding on to bitterness and holding on to resentment, the only person that that hurts is me. The only thing that that does is cause more threat in my brain. The only thing that does is cause more stress in my body and that makes my symptoms worse. And so therefore they can't have that part of me anymore. So get out of my life, let you go. I don't need you anymore. I'm not even going to think about you, but I do forgive you because you weren't good enough to stand in my space, but I forgive you of that. But I want you to know you guys, like all of you right now, like you are worthy. You do deserve healing. You are strong. You are brilliant. You are beautiful. No matter what the world has told you, you are capable of healing. You have it inside of you. There, like you, 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 you can heal. You were built to heal. You were made to heal. You were also made to be loved. You were made to be accepted. You were made to be invested in. You were made to care about. And I tell you right now, in this moment, like you matter because you matter to me. You matter to me. Your life matters to me. Your future matters to me. And I, you know, if you could see them, I have an entire army of people behind me saying the exact same thing to you. You matter to us. Your life matters to us. So you're not alone anymore. You have a home here. You have a family here. And MS sucks. And the sentence of MS I would never wish on anyone. 
And the days that are bad are bad. But the days that are good are that much better because you've overcome that severity of bad to have a good day. Who knows, you guys? I've heard this from the members corner. There's many people in there that they're like, this is the best place I've ever been. These are the strongest relationships I've ever had. This is the most I felt cared about in my entire life. This is the most loved that I've felt in my entire life. I feel more at home in the MS gym than I do in my four walls. And for me, <laughs> that's so many prayers answered, I can't even tell you. Because that's what the MS gym is all about, is family. That's what we're about. A family of hope, a family of unity, a family of love, a family of healing, a family of force, a family of faith, a family of belief, a family of strength, and a family that, that will go to the ends of the earth to find those that are still dwelling in the darkness, pick them up and be like, come over here, I got something for you. Come over here, I got something for you. Come over here, I care about you. Come over here, I love you. Come here, I'll pick you up. Come here, I'll walk with you. Let me carry you. That's what we do here. We carry those who can't carry themselves. We walk for those who can't walk for themselves. We breathe for those who don't feel like they can breathe for them, breathe anymore. And we love viciously, tenaciously, and aggressively and passionately love on people that don't feel like they are lovable anymore. So I hope this message finds you wherever it finds you, whether you're in a good place, a struggling place, or somewhere in between. I hope that this message reaffirms where you're at or reignites or reignites you to actually come over here and start taking action to restore, renew, and, reach, and change your life. Because this is real, you guys. Like, this is real, real, real. And every day it becomes more and more real by the stories that I see of struggle, of victory, of friendship, of redemption, of love, of welcoming, of acceptance, of belief, of everything. Like, this is just awesome. So that's all I got to say. I love you guys. You are family to me. You are heroes to me. And all I can do is just give out as much as I can possibly give out in a given day from my heart, from my head, from my mouth, from my hands, whatever it might be, to, to ensure that you have everything that you need to build a vehicle around you that you can drive towards your goals and towards your preferred future so that you can live a life by design and not be obsessed and dictated by the diagnosis that you were given. And the cool part is, this ain't no sports car where there's two seats. This is a party bus that you get to drive with a whole bunch of friends behind you being like, Woo! Like the whole way. This is a party bus. This ain't no Ferrari. This is a jalopy party bus, man. And we are here ready to rock. So I just, I just want to know I love you guys. I just, I just want to know I know. I just want you guys to know that I love you. I want you guys to know that I care about you. And I want you guys to know that you have someone and a leadership team and a moderator team in place that are a miracle. And they are fighting every day, thinking every day, and doing things every day to give you exactly what you need because they care for you that much. And everybody around you in the MS gym, all of your brothers and sisters in the MS gym family are here for you whenever you need them. So you guys are good. 
you're okay, you're solid, you have a home, you have a family, you have people who care about you. So please just reject the lies of loneliness, reject those lies that are quest that leave you questioning whether you can do this, reject those voices in your head telling you that you were not worthy and that you weren't good enough because you are good enough. You're here, there's no accident in this, and we are ready to rock and roll, all right? So I love you guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, your family to me and I want you to go through the rest of the day knowing that somebody is thinking about you because I'm thinking about you for the rest of the day so I'll talk to you guys later bye